And John chapter 1, and I'm going to read 14 verses. We're going to pick out three words. And boys and girls, you stay with me too, because these three words you'll be able to remember later on. But we're going to pick out three words that we can remember from John chapter 1. And we're going to read just the first 14 verses together um, as we come to the Word of God today. John chapter 1. The first one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness to all the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world. And the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Three words I want to pick out from this little passage today. And the first the first word that I want to put out actually is the word word, because it says there at the very beginning, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word. You know, if you're looking at your Bible, boys and girls, the Word of God is found in the book that's on your lap. Every page, from start to finish, when you read every word, you hear the voice of God. And you know, this passage tells us that in the beginning was the Word, that tells us that the Lord Jesus Christ, he was there at the very start of this world. In fact, he was there long before that. He has always existed. God the Father, God the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit have always been there. And they were all present at the very, very start. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And you know, the Lord Jesus Christ, during his time on earth, when people were talking to him, this is what the Lord Jesus said. He said, he that have seen me, have seen the Father. So when we listen to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we see them in the gospel, some of your Bibles, maybe the letters will be in red, and they're the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he actually spoke when he was here in this earth. Well, the Lord Jesus Christ, he spoke the very words of God. But there's three things about word 
that I want you to remember. The first thing I want you to remember is the Lord Jesus is the eternal word. Already said that he was there from the beginning. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse 11, do you know what it tells us? It tells us that he is the Alpha and the Omega. Now that's a very strange thing to say, isn't it? Strange thing to say that someone is the Alpha and Omega. You see, that's the Greek alphabet. And the first letter in the Greek alphabet is Alpha. And the last letter in the Greek alphabet is Omega. And when the, it says in Revelation that the Lord Jesus is the Alpha and Omega, it just means that he's always been, he's always existed, and right into the future, he always will exist. He'll never be away, he'll never be destroyed, because he is God. And that little baby that was born in Bethlehem, he had been in heaven for all eternity, and he came down to this earth to solve the sin problem. He is the eternal word. He has always been. But not only that, I wonder can anyone tell me what are the very first four words in the Bible? What are the very first words? Dan. In the beginning, God. Well done you. In the beginning, God. And here we have in John chapter 1, it says in the beginning. And that takes us out in our mind. We can go way back to those words that Dan has just said. In the beginning, God created the world. And we remember that the Lord Jesus is the creative word as well. You see, you can see, and the Bible tells us that all things were created by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. God's word is powerful. And you know, that's important for all of us, from the youngest and the oldest in the room to remember. God's word is powerful. We read these words over and over again in Genesis. And God said, let there be. And God spoke all things into existence. And he created all things by the word of his power. And the Lord Jesus is that word. The Lord Jesus is the creative word. The psalmist says in Psalm 33, verse 9, For he spake, and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. In Colossians 1 verses 16 and 17, Paul, when speaking about the Lord Jesus, this is what he said, For by him, the Lord Jesus, were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things. And by him all things consist. You know, when you look at creation, you can think of that little baby that came to visit his creation, that came during that first Christmas. He spoke every part of it into existence. I wonder, do you love going up to the North Coast and you see the waves crashing in? I love going up and standing there in the cliff edge and watching the waves come in. And you know, when I look at the waves come in, I'm reminded that God, by the power of his word, he controls the boundaries of the sea. Isn't that amazing? Just by the power of his word. Do you know what? Even when you go to Newcastle, and you look up at the Morn Mountains, and you can see Steve Donner there, and it looks amazing. And maybe you like to climb up into Tullymore, and you go and you look at all the creation there, and you look at all the things, and you just can remember that God created all those things 
by the power of his word. Isn't that amazing? And here in John chapter 1 it tells us that the Lord Jesus Christ, that little baby that was born, is the word of God. You see, the final thing we think of that word, word, is that the Lord Jesus, he is the word incarnate. That's a strange word, incarnate. That just means he came and became flesh. And you find in verse 14 of John chapter 1, it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's just what that word incarnate means. That the Lord Jesus, he became flesh, he became a human, and he dwelt among us. The creator of everything in this world, he didn't trespass on someone else's property when he came here. You see, the one who made the world was the one who came into the world. God could see that we had corrupted the world with our sin. And because of, because of Adam who first sinned, he broke God's laws and standards. Each of us had done that. And we ourselves could never win God's favor. And the Lord Jesus, who was God, took on flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Lord Jesus, the Word, fully God, fully man, let me ask, maybe older folk today, maybe you're going through something difficult in life right now. Maybe sometimes you feel that God doesn't understand. I wonder, are you, daily, are you weary with the daily struggle in your life? Something that frustrates you? The Lord Jesus, he knows what it's like to be weary. He was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Lord Jesus knows what it is to be hungry and thirsty because he was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Lord Jesus knew what it was like to be, knows what it's like to be upset because we read in John chapter 11 verse 33 that he, that he groaned within. He was made flesh and dwelt among us. He knew what grief felt like for we read at the grave of Lazarus that Jesus went. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He even knows what it is like to face death itself. For that little baby in the manger was the one who came to die. And he went to the cross of Calvary. And he knows what it is to face death. And he faced the wrath of God there as well. And he, and a God who is angry with sin, who must, must punish sin, provided the remedy for sin. And that little baby that came down that first Christmas, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word. God had a right to destroy this world completely. But instead he provided the remedy. He sent the Lord Jesus Christ that you and I could be free. You know, there's a lot of people in this room that I don't know where you stand before the Lord. <clears throat> and this is Christmas Day 2022. And let me tell you something. Maybe you're a younger person and you've unwrapped your gifts this morning. And you've had so much excitement and it's been great. But let me tell you that the greatest gift of all is salvation. The Lord Jesus Christ provides that. When he went to the cross of Calvary. And I wonder today, will you accept the free gift of salvation that the Lord Jesus brought? He came to this world to go to the cross to die for you. He rose again, he defeated sin. And today he can be your Savior. Let me tell you something for your family. 
I'll be the greatest gift today. If someone comes to put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, he's the word, second word that we find in this passage is this. He's the light. There, Isaac's brother Brian be phone, and he'll be able to do this too. On the back of the phone, you've got a torch. Maybe that's what most people seem to use these days as their torch. I don't know where I've got a proper torch anymore. I just use the torch in the back of my phone. And not only in this passage do we find that the Lord Jesus Christ is the Word, but it also says that He is the light. Look at verses 4 and 5. It says there, In Him was life, and the light was the light of man, and the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Do you know another translation puts it this way? It says the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. He is the word who proclaimed that he was, and still is, the light of the world. And today, when we look around, there's so much darkness, there's so much sin. There's so many things in this world that would cause us as Christians to worry and become concerned. And the darkness of Satan and his demons and sin. But let me tell you this. They will never, ever overcome the Lord Jesus Christ. He has defeated sin. He has defeated the grief. And he is victorious. And darkness can never, ever overcome his glorious light. Think about it. Light always overcomes darkness. If you walk into a dark room or an isolated room and light one candle, the light from the candle will overpower all the darkness. And the light of God, the eternal one, the eternal life, the Lord Jesus comes into the world as light. And he lights the world. And he continues to light the world today through his people. You see, no matter how many times the darkness tries to put out the light, no matter how many times people have tried through church history to stop my Christianity, it's never worked. And it never will work. Because they're fighting a losing battle because darkness cannot overcome light. And that little baby, the light of the world, came down that first Christmas. You know... When I think about it, you can read it here about John. And it says here that there was a man sent from God whose name was John, and the same came for a witness to bear witness of that light. Let me say to you, dear Christian, today, as we celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, as families come round to our homes as we meet with them, I wonder will you allow that light to shine today with your families? Don't let this day be taken over with just the Christmas dinner and the presents and time of family. Remember the reason for today. Remember the light of the world. And here's John who came, and it says in verse 7, the same came for a witness, to bear witness of that light. Dear friends, today, open your mouth for the Lord Jesus Christ. Make sure that today, we say often he is the re- that he is the reason for the season. Make sure he is. Don't let today go by without acknowledging and speaking of your Saviour with your families. Because that is the reason for Christmas Day. The light has come 
And the darkness will never, ever overcome it. The Lord Jesus himself said this, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Well, the thought of two words, we've got word, and that reminds us that the Lord Jesus Christ, he is the very word of God. Every word that came out of his mouth, indeed, are the words of God, because he was God and he is God. And also we were reminded that he's the eternal word, that he's always been there and the all other ones will be there. We've thought also that he is the light of the world, this little baby who came. He came and he's overcome darkness, he's defeated sin. And today if we trust him, we can know that victory over sin. But finally the word that we find here in this passage is this, life. Life. It's the third word I want you to think of because it says in verse 4, the first four words there, it says, In him was life. The Bible makes it clear that there's an, uh, there's an eternal punishment for sin and it's death and separation from God. Oh, separation from all things that are good and pleasant and lovely. But that isn't part of God's plan. Because the Bible, my Bible tells me that it's not the will of God that any should perish. And we also read, and I so often quote this verse because I love it so much. The Bible tells us that God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we weren't yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he came to this world to die. The Bible tells us that if God didn't love us, that we would never be able to save ourselves. We would be left dead in our trespasses and sins. But the Lord Jesus gave the only way to life. And he said himself, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Let me make something clear. Without the Lord Jesus, my friend, each of us would be in grave danger of losing everything and going to a lost eternity. But as the Church of Christ today, for those of us who are trusting in him, we know that the Lord Jesus Christ came to be that life and to offer that life to the world. You know, I have with me here, boys and girls, a plant. Now, this isn't a real plant, but we're going to pretend it's a real plant. I borrowed this of my mom. And we're going to set it here. And you know, the plant, how do you know that it's alive? Well, it's green and it's blooming. And its roots go down into the ground and they, 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 they drink up all the, the good things and the water and the nutrients that they need to grow and to be alive. And when I think of the Lord Jesus Christ being alive, when we first put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we start to grow our roots in the right place. And you know, as we get to know God's Word, and as we read it, and as we plant our roots deep within it, as we study it and get to know it, we start to grow. And we start to show that the Lord Jesus Christ is our life. Let me tell you something. If you're putting your roots into a terrible show that you watch on TV, your friends, that'll show your life. If you're putting your roots in things that won't last eternally, it'll show your life. But if you're planting your roots deep in the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you're trusting in him, well then you'll know life. And you'll live life to its fullest. Even when things become difficult, you'll know a peace that passes all understanding. That's hard to explain. 
but it's something that the Lord Jesus Christ can only get. How important it is that we are rooted in the Word of God. There's a plant, and when its roots are in the right place, it grows well. But if it grows in the wrong place with all the weeds, doesn't it start to die? And all the leaves go brown, and it starts to wilt. But here's a plant, and there, if, if we're imagining this as a real plant, it's lovely and green, and it's got little flowers budding on the top, rooted in the right place, and so it's growing. And how important it is that we're rooted in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the everlasting life. And you know, today, let me challenge one more time those of you who maybe aren't trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as Saviour. In this little passage, it tells us that the Lord Jesus came to his own and his own received him not. Maybe today you've grown up and you came along to live in this church fellowship. And you know the gospel. You know about the little baby that came down that first Christmas. You, you, you know that he grew up and he was perfect. He never sinned. You, you know that he didn't deserve to go to the cross. You know he didn't deserve to die, but he died in your place and bore the wrath of God for you. Maybe you know that he was victorious over sin and death and rose again. Maybe you know that this king that was born a baby is now seated in heaven. But maybe you're not trusting him today. And as he came on to his own, maybe, and his own received or not, maybe you haven't received. But verse 12 says, As many as received him, to them gave him power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. This Christmas, this Christmas, why not place your trust in Him? And know this life that we're talking about. Why would God become a man if He didn't love you? Why would God go to the cross of Calvary if He didn't love you? And why would he even allow you to be here on Christmas morning 2022 to hear the gospel one more time? Let me tell you something, the greatest gift to us as a fellowship would be if you came to Christ as Savior today. And let me say, don't get caught up in the festivities today. Take your life right with Christ. He's the word that was there from the very beginning who became flesh and dwelt among us. He's the light of the world. No matter how much darkness and sin there is in this world, it will be overcome by Christ and one day it will be completely defeated and gone forever. And he is the light. And you can know that light today if you'll only put your trust 